Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Riley here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. Stand up for your country. You know, what frustrates me the most about our nation, about the midterm elections, about any election, is that we give people power through our vote. And then most of those people don't solve any problems. They talk a good game. You know, how many times have you heard, oh, we have to have a conversation? Whenever you hear that, Whenever you hear that phrase, we have to have a conversation. You know who's ever saying that has no blanket idea how to solve anything. It's like the word comprehensive. Oh, we need comprehensive immigration reform. It means nothing. It's blather. Case people don't have anything. They get into office. We vote for them. And then they sit there and the problems get worse and worse and worse and worse. It's just so frustrating. And Joe Biden's the poster boy for that. Ever since he took office, almost every economic and social problem in this country has gotten worse. But he'll never admit it. Of course not. Neither will his party. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So there is hard evidence now that the border is out of control beyond dispute evidence, and that evidence is a Supreme Court case that is being heard. See, if the Supreme Court thought this is bull, it would have never taken the case. All right. So Louisiana and Texas filed suit against the Biden administration and said, you are not enforcing immigration law. Millions of foreign nationals are pouring into the USA, which is absolutely true. Okay. And our states, Texas and Louisiana, are being punished financially because we can't afford to deal with these people who shouldn't be here in the first place. And you, the Biden administration, won't stop it. That is the case. All right. I'm a simple man. I break it down to the simplest component. So the Supreme Court says, Okay, we'll hear the case. And now testimony is underway. So the federal government, the solicitor general of the Department of Justice, a woman named Elizabeth Brelogar, says, well, we can't deport everybody. There's too many of them. 
So we have to prioritize our, our deportations and even our, um, even our, not incarcerations, but our, the amount of people being held. So we can't, there's too many. So we've got to let most of them go. And the only ones that can really deport or uh, restrain from going into the United States are the ones that are very violent or whatever. Okay, that's their argument. Well, the argument falls apart because in the last year of the Biden administration, of the Trump administration, last year of the Trump administration, about 870,000 migrant encounters. Okay, now there's six times as many. So, of course, the Department of Homeland Security is going to be overwhelmed. Why? Because the Biden administration has opened the border, won't enforce immigration law. And in conjunction with that is allowing records amounts of hard narcotics come into the USA. It is appalling. But here's the worst part about it. The Supreme Court is not there to basically make policy. It's not what they do. They take lawsuits on a number of different levels and they find out if they are constitutional. If what the law is is allowed under our system. That's what they do. They don't say, hey, President Biden, you've got to clean up your act and stop the open border stuff. They don't do that. So they're caught here, the Supreme Court, the nine justices. They're caught going, they know why the states of Louisiana and Texas, and there are many, many others, are being punished. They know the Supreme Court justices know, but they can't institute policy. That's for Congress. And in 1996, Congress passed the immigration law that we have now, and President Clinton signed it. And varying presidents enforced it well or not so well, but Biden just said, blanket, I don't want it, and I'm not going to enforce the law. Now, he could be impeached for doing that. Absolutely could be impeached. They'd never convict him in the Senate because the Democrats did not get waxed in the midterms. But he could be. He's not upholding the law. And you there's no two sides to the story. I mean, I was on um, the Chris Cuomo uh, News Nation show a couple of weeks ago. And uh, Cuomo said, no, we don't open, open borders. <laughs> I mean, what more data than you need? What else do you need? So Cuomo's a Democrat, obviously. And the Democratic Party goes, no, 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 we don't, we don't have open borders. And that's her argument here. Oh, no, 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 we're not letting everybody in. We just can't do it because so many people are here. Well, why are so many people here? Because Biden won't enforce the law. That's why. And this is so frustrating. So the Supreme Court, I think, will rule on behalf of Texas and Louisiana and order the federal government to detain as many migrants as they can detain. I think that's what's going to happen, but it won't be enforced. It won't be enforced. Biden's never going to do this, ever. And so there you have it. Another horrible problem not being solved.
by an incompetent president. Some believe he's corrupt. And as we reported yesterday, that may be the big story of 2023 with all these new committees coming up. Okay, so um, that's the memo. Mr. Biden today uh, delivered remarks at the White House Tribal Nations Summit. What this is, is Native Americans come to D.C. every year and they get lots of money. They divvy it up among the individual tribes. They get money for uh, businesses. They get money for, you know, and it's billions. So the Native Americans love this. And I don't begrudge them. The Native Americans got hosed. You read Killing Crazy Horse, you know how much they got hosed. Okay, but that's what this is. And then uh, the National Christmas Tree Lighting um, tonight for Joe Biden and the first family. Okay, fine. Uh, Now, the House and Biden are trying to block the railroad strike. This is another amazing story. So the Democratic Party, the progressive left, loves labor unions. Teachers union, love them, love them, love them, love them, love them. Okay. But not now on the railroad union. The railroad, they want better pay and more benefits for their workers. And if we don't get them, they say they're going to walk out of the job on December 9th. This is the railroad union. Okay. We don't get it. Then 115,000 rail workers are going on strike. Okay. So Biden goes... If that happens, then the economy is going to collapse, which it will, because you're not going to get any any products to market. You know, that's what happened with the inflation. Once he attacked the fossil fuel industry, Biden, then all of the fuel prices impacted the trucks. And the trucks and the shipping tripled, quadrupled in price, which is why we're all paying more. It's exactly what happened. And if this happens, a railroad strike, then everybody's going to be paying even more. And Biden knows, I don't know whether he knows, but his advisors know this is a catastrophe for his administration. So today the House passed a bill that the federal government will negotiate this contract. With not, it's not the union anymore. The union's out of it. The federal government's going to negotiate it in a compromised situation. Now, it'll probably pass the Senate, right? I would imagine. Maybe Manchin will vote against it. Or Sinema, maybe. But I think it's going to pass the Senate. And so that the federal government will be telling the railroad workers what you can and can't have. So now you should hear an uproar of screaming on the left which loves the unions, oh, you can't do this. You don't hear that. Because it's all a bunch of phony nonsense. All this ideology is garbage. It's expediency and power. All right, so we'll track that. Now, yesterday I interviewed um, Congressman James Comer from Kentucky. He is heading up the new House Oversight Committee that will investigate Hunter Biden. I did this for a program we do called Shock and Awe. You heard me talk about it. That is attached to vidgo.com, which is our streaming partner. So the the only people who can see this are subscribers to vidgo.com. You you might want to check that out. Okay. Anyway, the interview is fascinating because Comer now becomes one of the most powerful people in the United States because he is going to oversee 
the investigation into Hunter Biden and his father, Joe Biden. Here's a preview. On the next episode of Shock and Awe. Okay, so from what I'm getting, it's we don't care, we, the Oversight Committee, about Hunter Biden's grifting. We right. care about the linkage to his father. That is the exactly. primary thrust of the investigation. It's a Joe right. Biden investigation. We are concerned that uh, this administration could be compromised because of the significant amounts of money that they've gotten from our adversaries, particularly in Russia, Ukraine, and China. Although there are more countries where Hunter Biden's received money. Uh, you know, the, the, the problem, as you mentioned, Bill, is Hunter has stated in, in numerous statements via email and text messages, as well as from people we've interviewed that were in Hunter Biden's sphere, it, that uh, Hunter was always complaining about how much money he would have to spend to keep Joe up. This is very concerning because we don't believe that it's legal. It's certainly not ethical. All right, that is the big story of 2023 coming up. We're way ahead on this, okay? That is it. And there is big, big danger. Now, I was on a Hannity radio program today, talked a little bit about this, and I told Hannity, you know me, you can't convict Biden. You might think he's guilty. Certainly Hannity does. I do, but I'm not in, I'm, I'm willing to listen to the defense of what President Biden says. I'm willing to listen to that side. In fact, in shock and awe, we have that side in the episode. Um, due process is very important to me and innocent until proven guilty. However, there's no doubt there is huge danger here for the Democratic Party and President Biden. Huge. Because Comer is not going to be dissuaded, and either is Jim Jordan, the congressman from Ohio, who is in charge of another committee, can be looking into a lot of these things as well. All right. They are determined. So we're on it. That will be my primary focus going forward, this story. And you will get the honest um, situation here. We're not going to spin it or lie about it, as almost every other media outlet will do. Okay, an organization called the International Institute for Democracy and Electoral Assistance, IDEA, has issued a report that says uh, 52 democracies are on the decline. Okay, 52 out of 104, the 104 democracies in the world, 52 are in decline, half. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that they're becoming less democratic, obviously. And who's number one becoming less democratic? The USA. Oh, so the report says, quote, the U.S. faces political polarization. That's true. Institutional dysfunction. That's true. And threats to civil liberties. What threats? I don't know, but we'll try to find out. In addition, the totalitarian regimes are having all kinds of trouble, as you know. China, COVID lockdown, thousands of people uh, demonstrating against the government. Iran shooting, uh, killing women who don't wear their burqa right. Thousands of people in the streets. Putin. I don't know how much longer Putin can hang on in Russia. So we want to get all of this in perspective. We've got a good guest, Dr. Glenn Doerr. 
He is a professor of international studies at Cedarville University in Ohio. And thanks for helping us out. Now, what, have you, what is this civil liberties decline or threats to in the USA? Do you, you know what that is? Yeah, we, I think some context is useful. Uh, democracy really hit a high point. Uh, uh, you mentioned 104 democracies in the world. That's out of 193 member states of the UN. And so the world is far freer today than really at any point in human history. And largely because of the United States' leadership and the military power uh, that we possess as well that, that buttresses that. But certainly democracy has been declining by most metrics since 2006 or 2010, somewhere in there. And there are some reasonable points raised. Uh, polarization is significant. But in terms of civil liberties, this is an attack uh, really based around abortion and marriage. And it's not um, an attack that would be, it's an attack that is not centrist. It really is coming from the left. And when we think about a definition of democracy in terms of substantive portions, certainly debate is possible where people can have their say on marriage and life issues. And unfortunately, uh, this organization does not align with most others that measure democracy that say the U.S. is still pretty stable and robust despite some problems. Uh, of polarization. Okay, so that's my suspicion too that this is a left wing organization that takes social situations in, and puts it into the equation. So if the Supreme Court says abortions have to go back to the states for adjudication, that's an attack on democracy according to this group. But they don't define themselves that way, Professor, do they? So people just looking around the world reading this, and not many people will, I know that. But they don't get the subtext for this, do they? No, it's certainly the, they see the banner headline. And, and certainly there are uh, troubles. As I mentioned, this has been a backslide for really the last 15 or so years. Uh, significant challenges with constitutional changes or judicial changes in different parts of the world. Uh, but in our case, in the United States, there's a lot that's stable, just challenges of polarization, institutional weaknesses, and, and things that I think that we as Americans can, can solve. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we can cons uh, solve them at this point without a really uh, charismatic leader to uh, show us the way because the press is so corrupt here. That's the number one deficit in U.S. democracy, in my opinion, the total corruption of the so-called free press. Now, I want to give you the, some of the other countries that are democracies on the run. El Salvador, never really a democracy down there. Brazil, Hungary, you know, run by uh, a very strong-armed uh, guy. India, uh, Mauritius, East Africa, and Poland. Again, Poland, very conservative. So it looks like the conservative countries are under the gun here. Um, we've all seen the pictures in China and Iran. Uh, we haven't seen too many pictures in Russia because uh, the Russian uh, secret police don't allow pictures to be taken. If you do take them, you're going to be in trouble. But in China and Iran, we've seen enough to know there's unrest, social unrest. I wondered, in your opinion, how big this is and will it, will it lead to anything as far as those totalitarian regimes are concerned? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a very important point and one really to follow because this, this could be a very interesting moment and it really could uh, lead to the flourishing of democracy. I don't see that just yet. Uh, unfortunately, the regimes you noted among, are amongst the most autocratic on the planet. 
uh, China's massive put-downs of democratic movements in Tiananmen Square in 1989, or uh, the Green Revolution in Iran of 2009, or Russia's clampdowns after the 2011 fraudulent parliamentary elections. They unfortunately were all very good at uh, injuring protesters and really stopping that. And so I think uh, a lot of the playbooks are being repeated. But at the same time, there are massive numbers of very, very brave people coming out onto the streets and protesting in unique ways, holding blank pieces of paper, for example, in China, or not singing the national anthem of Iran. These are definitely cases to watch. Well, I think in the case of Iran that the people there do have the power to overthrow the mullahs if they choose to. Um, the power there would, uh, if I were the mullahs, I would be a little nervous. But in China and Russia, the apparatus, the government apparatus to suppress any kind of dissent is at its high point in history with the surveillance, the high tech. I mean, they can, they can just come in and take you away, kill you, do whatever they want. And everybody knows it in those countries, whereas Iran, not quite so intense. So I wouldn't put money on the fact that the Chinese people or the Russian people are going to overthrow their uh, dictators that are really punishing their lives. It's certainly going to be very difficult. I imagine the status quo will continue. But the longer these pro protests last, uh, the more pressure that mounts on uh, Xi Jinping or Vladimir Putin uh, or Ibrahim Raisi uh, in Iran. And so uh, these are things to follow. I think the United States, especially the Biden administration, could do a lot more in terms of standing with the protesters. It's a double-edged sword because it does come back and say, look, uh, foreign elements are trying to overthrow our, our leaders here. But at the same time, if we think back to President Reagan or Prime Minister Thatcher, they stood lockstep with protesters across Eastern Europe. They uh, made significant statements. And ultimately, the Berlin Wall, the Iron Curtain did come down. But Biden has condemned Vladimir Putin pretty roundly. He won't condemn Xi because he's afraid that Xi then would start trouble, uh, like invading Taiwan. So uh, Biden's afraid of Xi. Would you agree with that? Uh, somewhat. I think uh, that Biden uh, certainly gives him way too much latitude. Uh, there's still a very significant economic relationship between the two countries that does need to be nurtured. There are uh, considerable points. I think Taiwan is a real challenge. It's like uh, trying to pick up a porcupine. Uh, Taiwan is very well armed. They are practiced and while significantly smaller than China, I think it would be a lot more difficult than China suspects. I think China knows that it'd be a lot more difficult based upon Ukraine. Uh, that is a real wake up call for all the dictators that if you are willing to fight for your freedom, it's not going to be a walkthrough. And certainly you are correct that the Taiwanese do not want to be under the thumb of uh, Beijing. Hey, uh, doctor, thanks very much for uh, taking time out. I know you're busy educating the urchins these days. I got one more question for you. In your classes, and this is just me, I'm just curious. Do the kids, the students, do they have a frame of reference? Do they really understand uh, where the world is now, or is it just ideological stuff? It's certainly a very difficult uh, time, especially to come of age and to try and figure things out politically, because it is a, a more challenging and polarizing moment. But many have spent time on the Hill. They've typically interned. 
uh, four members of Congress, so they think they have a, a decent framework. Uh, plus the, the history lessons help. We have a number of faculty members that are quite seasoned in our department, and uh, they have a, a reference to say that it was a different time even a few decades ago, and so they were able to pick that up fairly well. Uh, but there's uh, certainly promise for this generation forthcoming. Good. I'm glad to see that. And we, we, we might mention that Cedarville University is a fairly conservative university. It's certainly not like Harvard. Thanks again, Professor. We really appreciate it. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Okay, uh, talking about universities in New York City, um, a 21-year-old, Din, D-I-N, Barakterovic, uh, threatened to shoot up the school. Okay, he was arrested. And he was suspended from the school and barred from campus. Within hours, this guy was let out, no bail. So he issues, I'm going to kill people. I'm going to do it. They arrest him, and he's out. So why can't he kill people now? He's out. And this is in New York State, the most liberal, uh, you know, outside of California, crazy liberal. And what do you hear? Oh, we can't let these people around. They make a threat. They have to do this. We have to, and they do nothing. So let's just all pray that this guy doesn't come back and start killing students in the City College of New York. California, even worse. So there is a law, Megan's Law in California, which says that once a pedophile is released from prison, that the uh, neighborhood where that person goes to live has to be alerted. Okay, so um, there's data about how much time these people spent. 7,000 convicted sex offenders in the state of California. And we're talking about crimes committed on children under 14 years of age. 7,000 had their prison terms shortened to less than a year. 7,000. You know why? Because of Prop 57. In 2020, Proposition on the ballot, Californians voted. It classified pedophiles who abuse, sexually abuse children under 14 as a nonviolent offense. The people of California voted, said, yeah, that's right. 
comes a point. What are you going to do? This isn't Newsom. It isn't the loopy Sacramento legislature. This is the folks. Now, I'll submit to you, most of them didn't know what they were voting for. They had no idea, but that's the problem. So now, if you live in California, 7,000 out there. At least. That's just the, re- the latest stats. England. So I lived in England for a year. Most secular country I've ever lived. Well, I, am only, <laughs> I haven't lived in a lot of countries, but I visited 84. So England, very secular. And I'll explain why in a minute. So the census was recently taken last year, and uh, only 46% of the population of England and Wales say they are Christian. Okay, that is down from 59% 10 years earlier. And the fastest growing religion is Muslims. So they're about 7% of the British population now. Um, One in three people, 37%, say I don't believe in God. I don't believe. In the United States, that's 29%. Now, I have a lot of British friends, a lot of Englishmen, and I just mock them because they're all Anglican, which is Episcopal Protestant in America. But they don't go to church or they don't participate. In England, I, I used to go to a church where the dorm was in London, a Catholic church, St. Paul's. And uh, not the big cathedral. It was a ca- little Catholic church. Maybe six people in Sunday Mass. Or me and six people. And I think they were all Irish. I don't think there were any English there at all. Anyway. Um, so Henry VIII is the person who started the Anglican religion. Because he wanted to get divorced and executed his wife. And the Pope said, no, I don't think so. So Henry dumped Roman Catholicism, which... English were back then and said, ah, we're going to have Church of England. I'll head it up. Primo. I can't tell you how much I mocked my English friends because, oh, this is good. This is Henry VIII. Yeah. Primo. Okay. Smart life. This is a segment we do every day and we also have other things posted on BillOReilly.com that will save you money. So according to Dorothy Bishop, who lives in Fort Collins, Colorado, on YouTube, there is a guy who calls himself the deal guy. Here he is. His name is Matt Granite, okay? And he posts deals all over the place that save you money. And it's not obscure stuff. It's Amazon. It's uh, the big Costco, the big box stores. And this guy, he's got really good information. he save you a lot of money. So YouTube channel... And then you go and you search for the deal guy. Okay? Smart life. Save your money. This day in history. November 30th, 1982. Michael Jackson's sixth solo studio album is released worldwide. It would become the best-selling album in the world. Here's a look.
All right, Thriller, all right, sold 70 million copies globally. Think about that. 70 million. What do you think? Retail, oh, what, 12 bucks? You know, um, wholesale, Jackson probably got eight bucks an album. 70 million copies. It remains today the best selling album in the world. Now, here are the other ones. This is an interesting list. This is worldwide. ACDC, Back in Black, 50 million copies sold. The Bodyguard soundtrack, Whitney Houston, Kevin Costner, 45 million copies sold. Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, 45 million copies sold. The Eagles, Greatest Hits, 71 to 75, 44 million copies sold. So, um... Those are the best albums, best. Those are the most successful albums economically in the history of the world. And Michael Jackson's Thriller came out, all right, what was it, 39 years ago, I said today, 40 years ago, 40 years ago today. Back with Mal and a final thought about what happens inside your house. Time is our most precious asset. And many listeners seek advice on utilizing it wisely for personal growth and societal impact. Hillsdale College addresses this need by providing more than 40 free online courses on essential subjects. Dive into C.S. Lewis's works, explore Genesis narratives, grasp the U.S. Constitution's significance, unravel the Roman Republic's history, or delve into the ancient Christian church with these valuable courses, all accessible free. Now, you might want to check out Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution, a 12-lecture self-paced course, gain insights into the Constitution's design, its challenges during the Civil War, and its century-long struggles with progressivism and liberalism. You can enroll at hillsdale.edu slash bill. To become a defender of American freedom, please join now. It's free, easy, and essential for safeguarding our liberties. Visit hillsdale.edu slash bill to register. Did you know water heaters last about 10 years, refrigerators typically about 13? Every day in our homes, we rely on aging systems and appliances. I do. That means it's time to consider safeguarding your budget from unexpected expenses. American Home Shield has a solution. Pick a plan that's right for you, and when a covered item in your home breaks, contact their professionals to repair or replace it within the agreed-upon coverage limits. It's that easy to stay stress-free and limit budget-breaking surprises. Right now, take $50 off. Please go to AHS. Dot com slash bill to save 50 bucks. That's a h s dot com slash bill. $50 off any plan. American Home Shield protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. All right, let's go to the mail. We got Suzanne Hall in Long County, Georgia. 
Hey, Bill, while I agree Donald Trump would do well to be more discerning, I like that he doesn't think like a politician. Typical politicians are our problem. Okay. Michael on the message board, and if you are premium members to BillOReilly.com, it's the most fun thing ever. You interact with other premium members, give your opinions on the show, on life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, on everything you want. And we don't have any uh, defamation. We don't have any obscenities. We don't have any of that. Say the message boards. Um, Michael says, I actually admire Trump for being fearless and not letting pettiness dictate his every move. Having dinner with anyone is nobody's business. Okay. Uh, Michael. Another Michael. Trump will not win in 24. He won't get the independent vote. Look at what happened in November. Matthew. Concierge member. Thank you, Matthew. I'm a Republican, but if Trump is a nominee in 24, we lose. It's difficult to understand his lack of self-control. Makiko, I'm puzzled. Why is this news, the dinner with uh, Kanye West and the other guy? We should get along with many different people as long as they are not criminals. Makiko, you have to factor in the hate element. So would I have dinner with Louis Farrakhan, for example, who obviously hates Jews and white people in general? No. Would I interview him? Yeah. I'd interview him and I'd give him a hard time. But would I dine socially with him? No. I learned my lesson the hard way because I did uh, have supper with Al Sharpton two or three occasions. And I helped him. There was a Thanksgiving where his... uh, National Action Committee, I think that's what it is, ran out of money and couldn't give turkeys to the poor people in Harlem. Well, nobody knows this, but I, I gave the money to buy all the turkeys. And I told Sharpton, don't say anything about it. Okay, let me just do this. So a few years later, Sharpton then uh, turned around and knifed me right in the back. I knew, I knew but I was giving the benefit of the doubt. Now, in the case of people who hate Jews, there's no benefit of the doubt. Farrakhan has no benefit of the doubt. Sharpton, he was on the factor. I had, you know, a respectful back and forth with him. So I said, let me me try to see. My mistake, I paid for it. Not big. I didn't care whether he stabbed me in the back or not. Shows what kind of character he is. Okay. Dennis, Bill, your analysis of President Trump's recent activities reassures me you are not afraid to show both sides of the spectrum. Your fair and impartial reporting is reassuring and honest despite who does what. And it's going to become more important next year. Because next year, I'm telling you, this this Biden-Hunter stuff, and even the Trump stuff, the special prosecutor, you're going to want to be here. Because we will give you the truth. Greg Kurth, Phoenix, Arizona, Senator Chris Murphy said all localities that will not enforce gun control laws should have federal money pulled. Why is federal taxpayer money going to police forces? It always has. Through block grants. So the federal government gives each state money and the state has the power to use that money where it wants. So there is federal money earmarked for law enforcement. And that's what Murphy is talking about. 
Robert Graff, Homer, Alaska. Hey, Bill, thank you for continuing to speak out about lying. I believe the rate at which Americans lie, especially while on the witness stand, speaks volumes to our moral decay. Are we not taught at a young age, thou shalt not bail false witness against thy neighbor? No. If you were lucky to have a home that taught that, Robert, you're way ahead. But no. All of this is my point. We are so secular now. Ten Commandments? Go out and ask any of the urchins. Hey, what are the Ten Commandments? Clueless. Okay. Uh, one more. Raynal, Raynell Souza. Bill, thank you for uh, your uh, sponsorship of Home Title Lock. They are one of our sponsors. I signed up and was shocked to find that my title was still in the seller's name. Uh, Home Title Lock found the issue and fixed it. Uh, you know, I really like to hear that. I really do. We check out our sponsors. We can't check out, you know, things that they may do wrong, but we check them as far as Better Business Bureau and what their records are. I don't take a lot of sponsors. It drives my salespeople crazy. We won't take betting, for example. We're not taking betting. We're not taking pot stuff. We're not taking uh, tobacco-related stuff, vaping stuff, none of that. We're not taking any of it. So I, I kick, you know, and they're going, I don't know. And, and, nah. We got good, good sponsors. So I'm very happy to hear that, uh, Raynell. Glad you got it sorted out. All right, so BillOReilly.com Christmas holiday store, open for business. It's a little slow. I mean, we're still doing well, but it's slower than last year. I don't know if that's inflation or not, but we got the greatest deals on non-political gifts that will make your life a lot easier, and we have very few returns. So, uh, for example, um, if you buy this stand up for your country mug which is beautiful made in america okay by american workers we got that right on the thing um nobody sends it back because it's great this is and it's not expensive all right and these are great stocking stuffers or people who do you a kindness or something like that we got all kinds of stuff in the books books are going great by the way uh killing the legend still a big bestseller um up 30 percent Last week in Barnes & Noble, which that means it has legs, 10th week in the marketplace. And we hope you check that out. It makes a great gift for non-political people. It's a very interesting historical read. Um, we have the Stand Up For Your Country magnetic bumper stickers. We have book bundles. We have everything. So please go to BillOReilly.com and check it all out if you would. Word of the day, do not be a moon calf. I love that word. M-O-O-N, like moon, and C-A-L-F, like a little cow. Moon calf. Don't be that. Back with a final thought in a moment. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio 
into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. All right, here is the final thought of the day. It mirrors um, what I said up top that, you know, problem solving is it's gone. And so problems get worse. And um, in your house, with your family, that applies too. I can't tell you how many parents look the other way. And they know their kids drinking or getting stoned. Look the other way. All right? You got to, you can't do that. It's like if you have a physical malady, if you're not feeling well, you got to go to the doctor. Find out what it is and treat it, or you're going to die, okay? So problem solving is hard. It's hard, particularly if you have a child or a spouse or a mom or a dad, elderly, who are not really with the program, as the cliche goes. It's hard, but there are solutions. You can find common ground. Humor is a tremendous way to do that. Okay, because there's always something in common. And um, I I just fear for this country because I'm seeing Joe Biden can't or won't, but probably can't solve any problem. So we got a president four years. Just forget it. Uh, And when he's gone, country is going to need serious rehab. And all of you know it. Okay, I don't want that to happen to your family. You see a problem. Get on it. Let's talk about the solution. One more thing, uh, Christine McVie of Fleetwood Mac passed away. As some of you know, Fleetwood Mac, one of my favorite groups, uh, I know them. I knew her less uh, than the others. Uh, I know her husband pretty well, John McVie, her former husband. And that is just a phenomenal group. Their their stuff holds up um, as well as any group, including the Beatles. So... um, we, uh, our sympathies go out to the McVie family, and um, time marches on. Thanks for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.